I had the mentality of learning from other people and I think it helped me in lots of ways, but you do have to make your own mistakes to understand yourself in the world. When life gives you lemons, what do you do with them? Over here at The Squeeze, we We talk talk about about it. it. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Squeeze. Welcome to The Squeeze. Happy Wednesday, everyone. You have two Taylor Lautners and um, a dog here, if you're watching on the U of the Tube. We need to get Lily up here more. Yeah. She I, just does. Oh, oh, speaking of Lily, she, she literally barked as I said, Lily. Yeah. Her it's okay. ears were ringing. Ram, Ram, come here, baby. Come here. She's like, but my sissy. I'm your honey. My sister. Come on, come snuggle. How is it going, everyone? Oh, that's amazing. We love to hear it. Fantastic. We love to hear Juicy. it. Juicy. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. I'm kidding. I can't hear what you guys are saying. <laughs> but whatever it is, I'm sure it's great. And I hope your week is going well so far. Um, We really appreciate you tuning in today and supporting this little podcast. Yeah. Because we wouldn't be able to do it without you. Yeah. So thank you. I feel like recently we've just been like flooded with very sweet messages and comments. And there's a lot of new people listening to the podcast. So if you're a new Lemon Drop, welcome to the community. Yeah. Um, But it's it's just so fun. You know, I kind of mentioned it on my story a little bit ago that. This podcast is my baby and it's so fun that, you know, you and I get to do it together, but also just that we're able to just be able to reach so many people and so many people relate to, you know, what we're going through, what our guests are going through. And it's been able to help us and help our listeners. So it's just, I'm just, I'm just a happy lemon drop. Yeah. Are we lemon? We're lemon drops too, right? Why not? Yeah. We're all lemon drops. Yeah. All just lemon drops living just, in this lemon world. Yeah. All drops of lemons. If you are watching on YouTube, also, you may see like the trees behind us. They may be moving a little. Do not worry. There is no earthquake or anything happening. Um, there's a fan blowing in here because the heat, uh, our AC is a little, it's a little a messed scorching. up. It's a little warm. So we have a fan blowing in here. So if you see some movement, there's not a ghost. There's not an earthquake. No need to worry. No need to worry. Okay, let's dive in. Because why not, right? Yeah. Because we have an exciting episode. Yes. And I do, before we get started, just want to point out that we filmed this episode weeks ago before the SAG strike. Uh, I am an actor and our guest today, Sasha Petersa, is an actress. Um, We do mention a couple projects that she's been in. We definitely in no way are promoting them. They're <laughs> old projects. But um, yeah. yeah, just wanted to give some context before we dive into everything. Yeah. But if you, um, if you know Sasha at all, and if you know anything that the Ice Princess. I've been in, we have worked together before a long have. time, many moons ago. Yes, I was very excited about this because as we talked about in the episode, um, the Ice Princess is my favorite character in Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Yes. So I was very excited to have the Ice Princess on. Yeah. When we filmed Sharkboy and Lava Girl, we'll, we'll dive into this in the interview, but I was 12 and Sasha was eight. So it is just yeah so cool. Um, just People ask me all the time, like, what's your favorite part about the industry? What's your favorite part about making movies? And honestly, my answer has always been, and I think will always be, just meeting people and making friendships, relationships that truly some of them last a lifetime. Yeah. I mean, I know I got some life to go, but yeah, um, it's been, what, 19 years since Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Wow. And me and Sasha are still friends. I don't know if you just aged yourself or me. Uh, it is, yeah, either way. It <laughs> is crazy. But yeah, my family is good friends with Sasha's family. She is awesome. 
um, just love everything that she's doing today. And we were just super honored to have her on. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Anything else you want to say before we dive in with Miss Sasha? Yeah, I feel like it's it's a very impactful episode. She's been through a lot in her life health-wise. She's a mom. So just a lot of insight on her journey, you know, being a mother, having PCOS, lots of her interpretation and kind of her upbringing in the spotlight and how it's been for her in the industry because we've had so many people on and everyone's story and how they view the industry is so different. So it was fun to get to hear that, but she's been through a lot of life and she is just awesome and she's doing great things. Uh, So it's fun. Yeah. I really like her. And just so much like that there's a lot of relatable content today, Yeah, which is always exciting. She talks about, you know, many things um, that I'm sure a number of people out there can relate to. And uh, yeah, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So. Without further ado. I was going to say that exact same thing. Let's jump in. Ice princess time. We have a very exciting guest with us this week. Somebody who I have known uh, since I was 12, 11 or 12. And um, we filmed a little movie in Austin, Texas, called The Adventures of Sharkboy and Lava Girl. And we have with us the Ice Princess herself. Oh my goodness. Sasha. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. This is so fun. And yeah, it's wild. You were, I think you were 11 or 12. And were you? I was eight. Eight. I was eight or nine, I think. That is so crazy. I might have just turned nine. Okay. But maybe not. It could have still been eight. I don't know. Wow, wow, Time wow. Flies. I don't like understand how you guys do that. Like how do like mean? kid actors, like how do they what was I doing at eight? Like picking my nose or something? Like how do you like professionally work like that? I just like <laughs> thought of that as we're sitting here. Oh my gosh. I think, you know, honestly, I think I don't I don't know what it is for you, Taylor, but um for me, I feel like it's when you're that little, it's also kinda like dress up. You're like, you know, you're putting on a character and you're the whole experience is so fun and I started at three and a half and and so I think you just kind of like you know get into that world and you I've always been fascinated about how every department works yeah that's part of it too just kind of grown up in it and everything's exciting I mean I still feel that way every time I get on set I get you know excited to yeah to learn more I didn't realize you started that young well, what did you do before Shark Boy and Lava Girl Oh, I had an office job. <laughs> uh, the first thing I did, so we, we immigrated from South Africa to the States and we immigrated to Nevada, actually. So my oh, parents okay. were dancers. Well, yeah, a lot of there was, you know, uh, oh, I have to be really specific now. Sorry, Taylor, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just surrounded by dancers and people in the entertainment industry because my mom and, uh, and my dad. And so their son, who was fairly young, um, was also an actor. And she made the suggestion that we send over, you know, a picture or two to their agent and just see, you know, it was kind of like a, who knows, maybe she'll have fun. Maybe she won't. Might as well try for fun. And I loved it. Um, the first audition I went out for was a commercial. It was a Lexus commercial. I got it. Wow. I was, which is, you know, we all know how rare that is. Yeah. But all I did was sleep. <laughs> it was one of their Christmas commercials and all my whole job was to just sleep uh in bed while snow fell outside the window which was really cute yeah i just loved it from there i got my first tv show when i was five we were up against friends which was comical because you know that was just a losing battle but it was a great experience (laughs) it was a great experience and then i just got the the bug for that sort of thing rather than just you know print commercials but oh my goodness oh my gosh did you ever dance they tried they tried they wanted me to get into they did they tried i hated it i love watching it I hate it. Yeah. I, I can, you know, I got rhythm. I can, I, I, I have, you know, um, can pull out like a repertoire <laughs> of certain things, but actually, to. yeah, I can keep up. <laughs> um, yeah. High school dances were great. Um, <laughs> but I, I couldn't, it's not my thing to, it was not my thing. That's so no. funny. 
So something, as you guys know, that has been a huge part of my mental health journey, Taylor's mental health journey, journeys as individuals and as a couple has been therapy. Amen. And that is why I am so excited to share our next sponsor with you guys, which is Cerebral. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support, 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. I love that Cerebral is 100% online because that means you have no excuse. You have to go. Yeah. Like, There's no, oh, I don't have time to go drive. It's too long of a drive. No, you can do it on your lunch break. You can do it before work, after work. And it's honestly just, it's convenient. Yeah. It's convenient and they have great therapists. Yeah. And it's, it'll just keep you accountable too. So we... Highly, highly encourage that you guys check out Cerebral because therapy is just done wonders for us. And we know it'll do the same for you. To get started on your path towards better mental health, Cerebral is giving our listeners 15% off their first month of online therapy, Woo-hoo. medication, or both. Get started at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code the squeeze to make 2024 your best year yet. That's Cerebral. C-E-R-E-B-R-A-L dot com slash podcast and use code the squeeze. Offer is only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. See site for details. Get going on that therapy. For those diehard Shark Boy and Lava Girl fans out there, because <laughs> it's so crazy. Like that movie just doesn't go away. It's it, it's insane. It just won't for those fans out there. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) When you think about filming that, is there anything like what comes to mind? Is there any like specific memories or anything uh, filming that that just pops to the top of your head? Yeah, I mean, I had I had so much fun on set. That was such a cool experience. Just in general, filming, you know, starting to film on a green screen. You know, that was pretty new back then too. Um, yeah. That was fun, but I have a lot of memories of our school trailer because I was homeschooled. So yes. it, was, it was like, oh, I'm doing schoolwork with other kids. It was like a new yes. experience. Was her name Bonnie? I feel like. Bonnie. Was teacher, guys. Bonnie, Remember right? Too? This, yeah. Oh my God. so funny. Oh she was gosh. our school teacher. Yeah. It's true because you do, yeah. as a child actor, you have to you have to get, what is it three hours a day on mm-hmm. set in the school trailer? Um, and you can bank up yeah. hours, which is very helpful. So if oh. you get like four hours one day, then you have that banked for the week and you oh. can like use that on a busy filming day. Um, but yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, that. like, felt like half of our time was on set and half was mm-hmm. in the school trailer. Oh, like, wow. And that's where you learned past the pigs? I think so. Do you remember past the pigs at all? Yeah, I do not, but I do okay. remember Dave and Buster's. Okay. Yes. Yes. There. Dave and Buster's as well. <laughs> yes. But I, our school teacher, Bonnie, yeah, she introduced me to this game called Pass the Pigs. And there's these two little rubber pigs, and you roll them. And depending on how they land, you get points for how they land. And I still to this day introduce this game to all of my friends and I'm very passionate about it. Like when we play, I'm like, yep, that's a double snouter. That's 40 points. (laughs) And it's just a hysterical game. But yeah, I think I learned I don't remember that at all. On set. But I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you feel this way, just about Turkmen not real in general, but I am um, politely appalled by the age of people that recognize me from Shark Boy and Lava Girl. You're right. It like catches me off guard. I'm like, oh no, you're like 25 and yeah. a man. Please, how do you, that was your childhood? Yeah. And it's so weird to me. I know. It's so scary. weird. It's scary. It is. It is It is quite scary um, how fast time flies. And I know we were both really young when we filmed it, but I think that we see it as a kid's movie. So when that, when it's like a full grown adult, yeah that remembers that from their childhood. It's oh, just yeah. kind of like a brain 
I know, but it is it is amazing that like yes, I definitely get like the 25, 30 year olds that love it or loved it. Yeah. But it you still, still do love. get still love, not still love. love. I yeah, still sorry. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but you do get like the five year olds as well. Like it's still playing somewhere for these yeah. kids today to see it. It's um kind of mind blowing. Yeah. When I first moved out, our like new neighbors their kids had the previous year dressed up as Shark Boy and Lava Girl. So when I when I moved in, they're like, oh, it's Shark Boy or it's, it's Lava or Wow, it's the Ice Princess from Shark Boy and Lava Girl. It's like, oh, that's so weird. Uh, but so cute. I mean, it, it's, I, I don't know if you feel this way too, but I feel like it's gotten, um, it it's better when it wasn't in 3D. Our 3D, for oh, whatever for reason, sure. was so dark it was so weird in the theater and so without it it was it was better yeah. i watched it with hendrix my son i was just gonna ask that yeah yeah probably about six months or so now ago and uh he i mean obviously had no idea that it was me but it yeah. kept his attention for quite a while which is which was good oh my but gosh funny yeah cool to have was... something that he can watch oh yeah for sure yeah yeah he can't watch anything else. How, <laughs> yeah, how how old is how old is he right now? He is two and a half. He'll be three in November. Okay. So a little over two. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A little early for movie watching and processing, but yeah. Hey, Shark Boy. He's got a great attention span. I will really? say, like he, yeah, he does. He he loves. He's got you know, his favorites. Like he'll sit through movies, which is pretty impressive. We haven't taken him to the theater yet, but. Yeah. He's really into like his characters. He likes all the songs and dances. And oh he he does it all. He's he's like everything from like playing in the dirt to like singing. You know, so cute. Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, I did just like find out as we were doing research for the episode how young you were when PLL first started, which like yeah blows my. What were you? Twelve, thirteen? How old are you? I was twelve when I did the pilot. I was thirteen when we did the first season, and I graduated when I was right, right before my fourteenth birthday to be able to work as an adult because everybody else mm. was. So that was our initial struggle. Mm. It was yeah, the fact that uh, my hours were were limited. Yeah. So as soon as I graduated, I could work as an adult, and it was fine. And, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. just like yeah. so crazy yeah. because like I was. Me and my like dance girlfriends, like we, what was it every like Tuesday night or something? They would do. We would do. Parties. Yeah, we would do watch parties every Tuesday so night funny. after dance. We'd go like half of us would go pick up like a gluten free pizza from Whole Foods, and then the other ones would go get it set up at someone's house, and we would all watch. Oh my! Yeah, we we did. So then when I found that out, we're only a year apart. So I was like, wait, yeah, what? I think what I'm learning crazy. right now is you're actually Sasha's biggest fan. I mean, because probably. Ice Princess was, <laughs> Ice Princess was my your favorite, favorite character. character really? And you were oh. a diehard PLL watch party girl. Yeah. Wow. Are you, are you freaking out right now? I'm doing all right. Keeping it contained. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have something I'm curious about because, I mean, I, I definitely went through this and it, it wasn't the easiest for me. Um, when you start so young and it goes well mm-hmm. right off the bat, like you literally just said you you got the job for your first audition. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I also started young and like it went pretty well, which, you know, isn't normal. It usually takes a lot of no's to get your first yes. After starting young and so successful, it's just inevitable to hit like some sort of dry spell and start mm-hmm. hearing the nose and start getting the rejection that you like weren't used to. Did you go through a phase of that at all? And how was dealing with nose and rejection, especially for somebody, you know, so young? Yeah, obviously there's challenging times. And I think my parents were really good about establishing the fact that I am going to get a lot of no's. I remember my mom from pretty early being like, as soon as you're done with this audition, forget about it. Mm. You know, don't dwell on anything. And that was really important. Um, But when I was 11-ish, no, I I was probably already, I think it, it all happened in the same year. So I think I was 12. I got a pilot or I got a show. Um... And it was a really big deal. 
and we were also excited about it. It was, it was a comedy. It was a live comedy. We had done all these rehearsals. You know, I got welcomed onto the lot and I had my own room and do all the fittings and you're prepping and it's coming up. And a week before we actually started, I got replaced. Wow. And, you know, it's one of those things where we had done all the celebrating. Yeah. You know, every all of our close family and friends knew about it. We had done the dinner. We had, you know, we'd been prepping for all of the things to come. And so that was that was a really hard blow. I'm glad it happened when I was younger, actually, because mm. I think it would have been much harder as an adult. Like if that were to happen now, not to say that it can't happen again, but if that were to happen now, you know, I've got a family and I've got a kid and I've got this, like the stakes are higher. Yeah. At you that feel time, like of course, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm young, I'm emotional. I've got, you know, I'm not fully developed in my brain. Like, of course it was hard, but, and I didn't quite understand it. We didn't get a real reason. That year was so intense with pilot season, and the girl that got it was uh, the like one one of the three of us that were were testing for it. So they replaced me with her. Yeah, it was really it sucked. I, I had even done all this press for it. Like it was, wow. we had done it all. What the heck? It's crazy. Yeah, and then uh, the next thing I went out for was Creole Liars, and we got it. Wow. Yeah. So everything happens for a reason. That mm-hmm. show, I didn't wish any ill will on any of the people there, but. Um, it got canceled after the first season. Yeah. You know, it did it didn't go anywhere and it's just one of those crazy like life splits. Yeah. Um, but it taught me a lot of lessons because I also was afraid to celebrate things for a while. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, it's not real until you're like, you know, you're there. And yeah. so that was kind of the, you know, the pendulum swings. You gotta like find that balance. Yeah. Um but pretty well liars in general and everything I did while I was on the show. I think the most difficult part about it wasn't the fact that it was so successful. It was, that was obviously lovely, but what came with that was the fact that my entire childhood at that point was documented. Mm-hmm. So it was from 12 to 19, you know, it was so many firsts. I, you know, I started at 12, I graduated high school and moved out. I, you know, I got engaged. I, you know, I was planning my wedding all in that time and I was battling a lot of health issues in between that. And so it's just one of those crazy um, times in your life where I had such a good experience, but at the same time, it was very intense for those seven years. Yeah. And we were filming 24 episodes a season. So it really was a solid nine months, 16, 17 hour days, splits all week. So we start really early and you end, you know, you have your Friday days, you end really late at night. And um, it was all consuming. And thank God we had so many amazing people like our crew. I mean, I can count on my hands the amount of people that actually changed in those seven years. So, you know, weddings, you know, babies, we, we did it all together. Um, and it's a unique experience. And I'm so thankful for it. But as far as what you were saying, Taylor, like it, it is, it's really intense to learn to, to learn and grow and understand yourself when everybody else is hyperanalyzing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my character was so like, specific and mean, which I loved. It was so fun. <laughs> um, and her, that arc was really interesting and fun to do. But it is like, a, it's contrast because it's that, that character is so specific that people want you to be and look and do things a certain way, especially since it was a book, even though we deviated from it quite a bit, it was still, you know, that mm-hmm. idea of that character was very, um, yeah, I don't know, nuanced. So, yeah. Did you ever get to a point where you were like, I just, I need a break. Like I, I want to step back and I need to just take a break from it, from it all. You know, no. That's great. Yeah. And and I, yeah, I mean, like as far as mental health goes, I, I had some lows, but I think, I think at the end of the day, I always put like the work first because that's what I enjoyed. I don't like all of the other bullshit that goes along with business. That was always like the frustrating part. Like I don't like kissing butts. I don't like doing any of that. And so I was, when I was, working, I was my happiest, like being on set, being around crew, being around people doing my job. That was my love. And so I never wanted to take a break from that. And my closest friends weren't in the industry. And that was the biggest, like the best part of it. I, when I, I clocked in and I clocked out when I went home, I was surrounded by people that were, you know, people that I'd known 
for yeah. decades and that knew me outside of the industry. And that was my little bubble. Um, and I don't think that I would be the same person today if that wasn't the case. If I had surrounded myself with more people in the industry, yeah. you know, no offense to that community, but it, it breeds a different type of mentality. And I just, I, I, I didn't want to get stuck in that. I didn't yeah. want to date an actor. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't want to climb the ladder in that way either. Um, again, no disrespect for the people that do, and it's important. And I was actually just thinking about this the other day that like, it's interesting that choice and I don't judge anybody for doing it. Um, but it's this interesting split again, where because I didn't follow a lot of those paths, I, I did myself a disservice in my career in some ways mm -hmm. because those relationships and those things, you know, those people that you brush shoulders with take you to the next things. Yeah. And and I had this whole mentality of professionalism and what my idea of that was. And it's, it's interesting always that the loudest people get paid more attention to versus the people that are like actually doing their job and like, yeah. you know, um, are efficient. So it's, it's such a curious industry. And so many industries are like this and they have similarities. Um, and it's just kind of something that you got to navigate, but. Yeah. Yeah, I was navigating it as a kid for a lot of it. Yeah. Well, I I really respect the way that you did handle it and yeah. I I think that that is yeah, I mean you you put your life, you know, in front of and gave it more importance than getting the next job and I think that's, you know, why you turned out the way you do and you have an incredible husband and a beautiful family and um, it's just, I mean, with, with, when you think about any job, you know, it, yeah, it's no offense to the entertainment industry, but because any job you go to work, you do your work, you come home and your yeah. work doesn't bleed into your home life. It's just, those are two separate things. And I think where it can become dangerous is when you do like your, your work becomes your personal life too. And I certainly, I certainly made that mistake multiple times and I think it took its toll. But I, yeah, I think the way that you did it was very, very wise. And I mean, it shows today. Well, it's also, I just want to say, it's not easy to do. Yeah. You know, at like both, actually both roads are very hard to do. It, it, it takes a lot of, um, uh, it's purposeful. Yeah. You got to like keep yourself in check. and. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just like, you're right. It, it It is a weird thing that you're, and I feel like this is the same thing for influencers now, mm -hmm. um, where I will be the, like the first one to admit that when influencers started becoming, you know, getting really famous, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like unfair, but really the reality, I, I, I really respect influencers because at the end of the day, they, they're, that is their life. Their job doesn't shut off just yeah. like ours does, right? You know, like you're constantly planning, you're constantly prepping, you're constantly looking at analytics. You, you are your business, just like actors are, just like music, you know, artists are in general. Yeah. It's like you, and to treat that, that's where I feel like mental health comes into play too. It's like to keep that up, to keep your mental health up, to keep your physical wellness up. You, self-care is so important for, for both just your soul and your life. Um, but also because you kind of got to treat yourself like a business, yeah. which is, uh, you know, again, most people don't have to do that. They clock in, they clock out and, and that's that. And they go back to their families or at least hopefully it doesn't bleed into their home life if it's a negative thing, but you, you are your business at the end of the day. And so like your livelihood is based on conditioning yourself essentially. Yeah. That's a really interesting way to think about it. It's so true. Wow. Yeah. That's so profound. I love how each person in the industry, like, can have different experiences. For sure. Like, I know some people that are like you and like, no, like, it's great. I never needed a break. Like, I was able to set these things in place. I love what I do. I ne never stopped. And then there's people like that were child stars and it was just a horrible experience and they absolutely hate the industry and will never go back. And yeah. like, there's such a broad Very spectrum. different paths. Yeah. To go down. Yeah. I love hearing. Yeah. That. And I mean, that's definitely based on experience. You know what I mean? Like that's definitely based on individual personal experiences with 
you know, how you're raised, the people you come in contact with, the jobs that you get, the fame yeah. level, all of those things play such big parts to that. And I think a lot of, and I don't know if you feel this way, Taylor, but like, I know a lot of child stars that I know feel like they missed out on their childhood. Yeah. And, and I don't know if I, I never felt that way. And I don't know if it's just because of my circumstance, like I was a child, you know, I was homeschooled anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, I always had older friends. I was never, I never actually related to people my own age. And so like those, all the steps that I was taking, um, were very true to myself and what I loved. And so I don't feel like I'm, I was like taken out of that, Yeah. but I totally am like, I have so much empathy for and compassion for the people that feel that that was taken away from them. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, people have so many terrible experiences in the business and it's never surprising. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I'm with you. I never felt like I lost any of my childhood and I really loved my childhood memories in the industry, out of the industry, whatever. Um, the part for me that I feel like I missed out on a bit was my young adult life. Mm. Um, and mm. that's what that feeling is what caused me to, you know, want to take a step back and um, get a little bit of that yeah. back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you had just such like a, a do, but had at that point such a magnif like a close magnifying glass on everything that you were doing. And I think that's also you you have like so much pressure to not mess up. I'm trying really hard not to swear. I have like I really bad. <laughs> um, you are you are more than I, welcome to if you would like. So I um, I told Hudson, I told my husband I was like, I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna be really good about it. I feel like I can do it. You're doing I've very really well. messed up once but, uh, very hard not to mess up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that truly is what it is. It's like we're, we're we almost feel the pressure to um, set an example or just, right. you know, be so quiet about what we're doing so that, you know, it's not like no one like looks close enough. Yeah. Which yeah. is, you're not, you're not given the room to make those mistakes that you should be allowed to make at that right. age. And, so and you know, to figure out more about yourself, you just kind of like, you know, I had the mentality of learning from other people and I think it helped me in lots of ways, but you do have to make your own mistakes to understand yourself in the world. It just, you do. And we just, yeah, we went through that differently, but. Um, yeah, it's very true. Yeah. Very true. Um, I want to dive into a topic that I'm passionate about and Taylor kind of understands, but doesn't fully. So my best <laughs> friend was recently diagnosed with PCOS and she has struggled okay. with symptoms of it forever sometimes she'll get a period and then won't have it for like a year or something and then yeah she's has a lot of things um but I read about your journey and I would love for our listeners I kind of told Taylor but and Taylor to just hear your journey with it because I feel like especially for the reproductive system of women and mm -hmm. like our hormones and all of that stuff it's very not that we're not heard but it's in a sense, like it's, it's very, it's very hard to diagnose, quote unquote, but that's definitely something difficult. And I know that you struggled with that for a while. Yeah. You know, I actually, I love talking about this because so much about it, so much about PCOS is awareness. Yeah. I guess I'll start by saying this, those, this is part of the health issues I was speaking of um, okay. while I was going through Pretty Little Liars, right? Okay. So when I, when I mean, it was documented, it was like the changes that were happening to me were were documented on camera, mm. you know? So I, like your friend, never had a regular period ever. And I just was always told by gynecologists that I was just young. Like, don't worry, it'll, it'll regulate, you know? I, 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 yeah, I never really had normal periods. That's kind of how that started. When mm. I turned, it's probably around 15, 16, that I started noticing a difference in um, just my metabolism in general. I, but at 17, I gained 70 pounds in the year. Wow. And I, for no, no reason, like it, there was no explanation for it. Um, wow. and 
And I went to so many gynecologists. I went up to over 15 gynecologists and they all told me, one, one gynecologist told me to my face that I was lying, that I must be eating terribly and I must be doing everything wrong because look at you. Is essentially mm-hmm. what he said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I just wanted somebody to test my blood. I was, yeah. I was like, I just, just see, you know, like these, this is what's, I've never had a regular period. I've never, I feel weird. Like I, I, every time I work out, I, I feel like I'm going to pass out. I don't get those happy endorphins that people should get from working out. I feel physically ill when I eat things that are like actually good for me. It was, it was the most frustrating experience because, um, and disheartening because no matter what I did, no matter how well I behaved, no matter how great I treated my body things were actually getting worse rather than better. It was very, very confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, So after a long process, a long long teething process of trying to figure out what was happening, um, someone recommended that I go to an endocrinologist. And I met up with this lady and she heard me out. She heard all my things. And I told her, I was like, my mom has hyperactive thyroid, you know, like, um, but apparently my thyroid's fine. You know, I just was kind of throwing everything out there. And she was like, well, it sounds like you've got PCOS. We'll need to take a blood test to make sure, but, but let's figure this out. And I was like, what's that? I never heard of PCOS before, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. Um, okay. And it's a disease. It's not curable. It can be dormant. That's okay. at this stage. That's what they know. Um, the most frustrating part about this is that it is fairly easy to diagnose. And really what it is, it's, an, it's a hormone imbalance. It's a hormone disease. And it it's so easy to see because your testosterone or your estrogen will be really high. You'll have really low vitamin D levels. You'll be deficient in a lot of things. You won't have a regular period. But the catch is a lot of other things look different. So every woman, every everyone has a different, different experience with it. Mm. It could be your period. It could be weird hair growth. It could be major gastro issues. It could be crazy cysts on your ovaries. It could be weight gain, all the other things that I mentioned with diet and, and exercise. Um, but some women have all of them. Some women have a couple of them. Some women have one of them. So for instance, I don't, I never had cysts on my ovaries, which is thank God that was, that's a blessing. Yeah. Um, but I had a lot of those outward symptoms that, um, everyone could see. All right. And not only that, but PCOS leads to a lot of other things. PCOS can lead to ovarian cancer. It can lead to type 2 diabetes. It definitely is a huge um, component to infertility. And it's so sad to me that so many women have it that don't know, or so many women had it that didn't know that got cancer mm-hmm. or, you know, couldn't get pregnant or things that could be avoidable by just trying to manage it and figuring out what's going to work best for you. Um, it's seriously detrimental to women's health. And my, um, my cousins have struggled with type two diabetes and cancer. And, and it just, to me, I was, I always just thought about how, like, what if they had it and they just never knew, right. you know, if, if they had gotten it, if they were aware of it, maybe it wouldn't have led to that. You know, um, so it's, it's very frustrating that it's not, it's getting better, you know, mm. but I, if, if I mentioned that I have PCOS, someone will, will be like, oh, I have it too. And, or, or maybe I have that. What are, what are those symptoms? So it's just, it's way more common than you think it is. Yeah. Um, and it's hard because it does look different, you know, but yeah, I mean, actually on set, you know, this, this movie that I'm filming right now, um, a couple of women have it. Mm. They all look completely different. Yeah. And there's another um, lady that I was like, you need to go get this checked out. Because even if it's not PCOS, hormone imbalances do the wackiest things to women's bodies. And what was interesting about my circumstances, I started to kind of even out and then I'd have a flare up and I gained like 20 pounds in a week. Wow. And, and, but it was starting to like kind of regulate a little bit. My periods never really regulated. We were trying to work on that with my endocrinologist. My husband and I decided to try and get pregnant and we were just kind of bracing ourselves. We were like, you know, let's take the stress off. It's probably going to take us over a year anyway. Um, we might need help, you know, let's, but let's, you know, like, let's start this process. Well, we got pregnant within the first month. So <laughs> I'll get there. That was, a, that was a pleasant surprise, but it was yeah. definitely a surprise. It was a week before. Lockdown it was a week before COVID. Oh lockdown. my gosh! Um, so there was a lot of changes happening, but 
I had a difficult pregnancy, but it, but it really wasn't that bad. I didn't get gestational diabetes or anything like that, that a lot of women do get when they have PCOS. So that was really lucky. Um, and miraculously, Hendrix um, regulated my hormones. Oh, wow. And it's, it happens in a very small percentage of women. Um, but essentially my PCOS is dormant and I, I'm doing everything that I need to be doing to keep it that way. And a lot of that happens to be diet. Yeah. Um, keto diet is very great. It's great for hormone imbalances. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not good for everybody. It it works great for certain things and it works great for me. So thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was able to find that, but, um, yeah, he regulated my hormones. I have regular periods for the first time in my life. A lot of those things come easier. I love working out again, which was so refreshing. Um, You know, I've I've really, knock on wood, hope that I never have to deal with that again. But it's been quite the journey. And I love talking about it because I just want women to know more about it. Um, And it's, it's, I just feel like the louder you are about it, the more people know, the more people get checked out, the more, yeah, the more interest there is in helping women, you know, um, figure it out and get better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, when when my best friend that was out, the short answer. <laughs> no, I love that. That was that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, when my best friend found out, she texted our like little group chat of like us five girls, and she was like saying because we knew that she was kind of going to the doctors a lot, trying to figure stuff out. And she was like, "Okay, finally, like I got diagnosed with PCOS." And our other friend in the group chat was like, "Oh, I have that." And we were like, "Wait, what? You have that? Like, we no one had no idea Crazy. that she had that, and now they bond over it." But theirs is like completely different like one of my friends is like she like has the hair or she like struggles with like some hormone stuff and my best friend hers is like just the cis like she's like the tiniest person she's like a little ballerina but she has like she has she deals with the the period stuff and she does have cis too yeah okay so it's just it is just so crazy how it is so different and everyone um, but yeah. yeah, I think talking about it is definitely because yeah. I, I mean, I, I, well, I learned about it in nursing school, but before nursing school, I had no clue what it is. And the more that people are talking about it, the more I feel like I've explained it to some people and other people are like, oh, I have that. Or I like my friend has that. Right. My mom has that. Like it's definitely getting talked about more. And I think yeah. it needs to be talked about more because it does present itself so differently. There's no yeah. like cookie cutter answer to it. So like we need to talk about it more. So more people are like actually getting checked. I've never been checked. Maybe I'll, I need to go get my blood work done. Yeah. feel inspired. To I mean, I feel like it's a healthy thing to do anyway. Like I, I wish that was more normal. So every six months, go get your blood levels checked. You know, yeah. I didn't know I was iron deficient until that happened. And vitamin D is a big one. You can feel crazy. Actually, my dad went through that. He he was in the sun all the time. He used to bike in the mornings every morning. And then he changed jobs and it stopped and he was inside all day. And he dramatically lost weight. He could not sleep. It, he was getting like crazy migraines. He was shaky. He felt like he was going to pass out. It was wild. All it was was vitamin D deficiency. Wow. wow. It was the weirdest thing. He, they got him on a high dose of vitamin D to get him back on track. And he was normal. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, we need to get our blood work done. We actually yeah. have a slip and we have it gone. We need to go. Yeah, we do. We need to go and do it. Yeah. You started touching on this and we've talked about it a couple of times, but I just want to ask, becoming a mama, how how has that shaped you? And um, I know Tay shared with me that you mentioned in an Instagram post that you're the most confident in your skin becoming a mom. Yeah. Could you just touch on that and what brought you to that point or realization? I mean, I feel like so much changes when you become a mom. Yeah. Mm. There, there's a lot that I've, you know, my husband and I, as a, as a couple, but also separately have like made a huge point of, of not, you know, quote unquote, losing ourselves. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, I think, I think easily you can. Cause yeah. it's, it's easy to, you know, the focus becomes your baby and, and as it should in so many ways. Um, but when you start to lose like pieces of yourself or pieces of your relationship, uh, that's when things can kind of, you know, get kind of crazy. So I knew that that was going to be a focus for us in the beginning, but really what it is, this life changing experience of like bringing a kid into the world from, from just being, you know, from pregnancy to like actually going through labor and then trying to navigate being a parent. Um, it's shifted a lot of things for me and I've always been 
great at standing up for other people. I've never been as good at standing up for myself. Right. Um, and that definitely changed becoming a mom. Wow. I can't even quite put my finger on it. Um, but I don't care about what people think mm-hmm. anymore. It's that. like so low on the priority list. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean that, you know, I, I, it's the best. And that's why everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the best way. Not, not in the, in the detrimental right. way where I'm just like, you know, I don't give a middle finger to anybody. I'm not like, I'm not crazy. Um, but it's when I need to speak up, I have no problem speaking up and advocating for myself. And, and that is, you know, and he's only two and a half. It's a fairly new revelation for me. And, oh. and I love it. And I always wanted to be that way. And I, and I just never qu- could quite get there. Um, but I think the journey of like the health journey, um, I had to get diastasis recti surgery to fix all sorts of weird stuff that was happening with me postpartum. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. I could like touch my organs. It was really fun. Um, I was like, oh, there's a Taylor's like, I am not Googling that next. Oh yeah. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some quick fun things about that. So diastasis recti is basically your abs. Every, every woman has it. Their abs start separating to make room for the baby and they will come back together. Most of the time, or almost completely some women that doesn't happen with and so i had like a a good size gap and that was as close as it got um and certain exercises will bring your abs back together but the problem is if it stops and you continue working out in in that area it can actually make it worse and it could like cause it to stay there permanently mm-hmm. yeah wow. um and so it's like well, i should probably get that fixed i was having such chronic pain it was insane and so when my core came back i was like it was around the time where like i was feeling more like myself you know postpartum and it was i think it just kind of all fell into place and i'm just really thankful for that but yeah i've never felt more i've never felt stronger i've never felt more confident in my skin i've never felt more confident in who I am. It's a great feeling. And I, I just, I want, I want everyone to feel this way. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean that there's not bad days and low days and, and days where you second guess yourself and mom guilt is an insane thing. And it's so real. And, mm-hmm. um, but I, it's, it's great to be in the place that I'm, I'm at. And I just, I, you know, ma- maintaining it. Like I was saying, I self care working on yourself, not just, you know, for, for yourself but for your livelihood for your son you know for your marriage for everything it's just like a it's like a daily practice it's like working out you gotta like you know keep it up exactly how long after did you have that surgery how long after like how long do you have to wait to have that or i think it's kind of different for everyone mine was mine was like eight months after him yeah i think he was around eight months eight nine months yeah what's the recovery like for that it was okay, actually. It was better than I thought. Like the first two weeks are Oof. awful. You got like drains and it's really gross. You got like empty drains and it's just really, yeah, it's not pleasant. And I felt so bad for Hudson because, you know, he was like taking care of a baby and taking care of me and he had two <laughs> great games. So he was like, he was doing it all. Um, and, and like, he like live, live, oh, what do you call those? Get a, like massage me lymph nodes yeah but there's like a lymphatic lymphatic massage yeah. Oh, yeah. he was like he's a poor guy it was it was he had a lot on his plate um yeah. but we got through it i feel like i started feeling you know able to like like move around stand up straight feel fairly normal walking around like a month or so after yeah Jeez. wow that's wild. Fun stuff. Yeah. But just Fun to like stuff. give birth and then like have to heal from birth, but then mm-hmm. like, oh no, you gotta you gotta go back. You gotta go back in. Yeah. Freaking yeah. wait again. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. It's uh, not it's not the reason, but it's one of the reasons that we're one and done. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, you know, it's like on that on that list for sure. It's a component. Okay. So you enjoyed being an only child. <laughs> Tay's also yeah, an only I child. Did. You're awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I did. No, I, I didn't have any issues with it. I think also around eight or nine, I, I wanted a sibling, but then I started babysitting and I was like, this is great. I can pay for it. And I get to play and then I get to give it back. <laughs> we and, live very uh, parallel lives in that regard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 My husband is one of nine kids. Oh my gosh. Holy crap. He's number five. He's like, he's like directly in the middle. Um, And so yeah, we grew up 
similarly and very differently at the same time. And uh, we always thought, yeah, two, four. I, I was I was on the two. He was on the four side. Okay. <laughs> and then we had Hendrix and. It was one of those things where I started feeling like, yeah, I just, I think I just only want one. And I was, but I was like, you know, we have, we have time to think about that. I'm not going to say anything because I know that he really wants more than one. So give it time. Well, I didn't know that he was thinking the same thing. He thought that he wanted more than one. So he was also like refraining from telling me. Oh, wow. And when we finally like really, really talked about it, it was like, oh, such a relief. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> I bet we're good. That's so yeah. funny. Dang. I know. I feel like you're I feel like you're leaning that way. I know. I used to like I always used to just want a big family because I yeah. I'm like the only one even like out of my cousins. I'm the only one like in my age. So I yeah. always just hung out with the older ones and then once there was younger ones. Like I think I'm ten years from your closest my closest cousins. cousins. Yeah. So That's I always just difference. was like yeah. with the adults. And then when the little kids came, I watched over the little kids. But I always just wanted like a big family. Like I was like, I want five kids because yeah. I love big families <laughs> and whatnot. And then now I'm kind of yeah, like, like... <laughs> I think if I wanted to, like... he would he would be down. I mean, if I was like, let's have a child right now, he would he would be like, let's do it. Yeah. But I'm the one that's like, I need to. I need a, I need a, a moment. moment. You take your time. Yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, it's like, you don't know until you're in that position. Yeah. You don't know until you've got one, what you feel like. And I know a lot of people change their minds too, you know, which is, is totally, is totally okay. We won't, but it's totally fine to give yourself that room yeah. to be like, oh, well, you know, maybe I will only want one, but yeah. maybe, maybe we will want more. And now there's also so many different ways of going about that. Yeah taking the pressure off the situation is so important there's so many other things to worry about yeah (laughs) making that final decision is is not as important in the beginning you know i love that you talked about um you guys just setting aside time as like husband and wife like prioritizing that because that's something that we always talk about and i always say like i want to get really good at prioritizing our time before we have a child because i know like once the kid comes we're both going to be so engulfed in the child because i see us with our nephew and our friend's kids and we're like on the child yeah Yeah. so i love that was that like hard for you guys to implement or was it just like something that like came naturally we talked about it a lot i mean i feel like probably fairly well so my my big priority when we just in general first started dating was communication and affection like i was really big on those two i knew i wanted it i knew it was important and um hudson was definitely on board with all of that so like that would that was a constant thread in our relationship anyway and i got really good advice before we had even started trying to have a baby that as as strange as it might sound, your marriage should always come before your kid. Your kid should not be your first priority. And yeah. it sounds bad. It sounds like, oh, you know, what do you mean? You know, it, it seems selfish in a way, but it is, it is the most helpful thing because at the end of the day, you're not going to be the person or the parent you want to be to your kid if your marriage exactly. and your relationship is not where it should be. Yeah. And so prioritizing each other and, you know, every different aspect of our relationship making that something that um is is important and a priority is is the best thing that we've done as parents yeah and you know as he gets older and sees that we're solid and that we know how to work out our issues and that you know we're doing our best to put our egos aside so that we can figure things out and we do our best to not go to bed angry at each other inevitably that happens we have the (laughs) stupidest fights but it's they're like the pettiest <laughs> stuff, which is great. I love it. And it's not <laughs> often, but when it is, it's just like really we're talking about like where we put the trash bags. Like this is <laughs> silly. Yeah. Um, but still, it's it is one of those things, right? Where it's like you don't know how many days you have left. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And and I, and making that a priority uh, is is the best thing that we've done in our marriage and as parents. Um, and it's so much easier said than done there's so many moments where i'm like i don't want to talk about that with you you know <laughs> like give me some room um and it's funny too because like, i kind of like i i shot myself in the foot a bit because i made communications that's such a priority that when i don't want to talk about stuff he's like 
<laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's so much easier said than done. But but with practice and habit, like it it will those early, you know, that first year of having a baby is invaluable to communicate because you're both changing. You're, you're both growing and learning new things about yourself and you don't truly know how you're going to react to situations until you're in them. And then you're, you're in them with your partner. And if you're not talking about it or you're not on the same page, it just makes everything more difficult. And then you add some like sleep deprivation on there and it's just, you know, insane. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, we've we've really been able to navigate it in a way that has um, really worked out for us. And I'm just like, I'm so thankful for that. And also, we've been really good at not letting outside opinions affect the way that we parent and what Mm -hmm. we do. I think that's also so hard. Everyone has like such a a big opinion on what you should do, whether it's, you know, how many kids you're going to have, if you're going to sleep train or not, um, you know if you're breastfeeding or if you're giving formula or I mean the list goes on it's so big and at the end of the day it's like it's your life it's your family it's your little unit like you do what feels right to you yeah that's really like what it comes down to yeah yeah it's so true everyone's everyone's experience is like so different as like we start to have friends that are having kids we're really seeing it firsthand how one just how differently like pregnancy is for everyone but then also like after from the breastfeeding to just straight during formula to it, like everything under the sun, all of our friends have done it so differently. Yeah. So it's kind of like comforting yeah. in a weird way. I feel like I, that I would think that would stress me out, but <laughs> I think it's kind of comforting that there like isn't a right or a wrong way to do it because yeah. like every human is literally different. Every ch- baby child infant is different. Yes. Every woman's body is different. Yeah. So it's kind of, kind of encouraging. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have all the faith in you guys that you said you come parents, you're going to rock it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and trust your instincts. You know, like it is, yeah. a lot of it is about trusting your instincts. Yeah. That's so true. You recently launched your own podcast. Yes. Women I did. in the Nude. Um, yes. where, where did the idea come from and what can people expect to hear when they uh, tune in? Yeah. I, I kind of always love the idea of having a podcast but never really never really like went through with it yeah and i think the the idea for women in the nude was uh kind of evolved from like realizing that i never truly sought out good female friendships um in my young adult life i had them sort of but i was like in my teenage years i like always had guy friends because i was like oh girls drama like i didn't want anything to do with it i have my best best friend jaylen who i think you must have met earlier on taylor okay um uh and her and i you know uh, our friendship has never wavered thank goodness for her Mm -hmm. um but aside from her like those like girls nights and that sort of thing that came way later in life for me i never i never had that like core group of girlfriends really and as an adult woman, I realized how important that is because no matter how cool a guy is, no offense, Taylor, you know, um, talking about your, your, your cycle is just not going to be as, you know, um, it's not going to make as much sense or it's not going to be, uh, your, no matter how hard you try, you can only relate to it to a certain degree. (laughs) And yeah, becoming a mom and talking about all the crazy things that we, we go through and what we do. Um, it's so important to have a good community of women around you and to like validate some of those feelings that you might not get elsewhere. And I also think that like the family you choose is so important and the people that you surround yourself with is so important. And I think having that open line of communication, even if it's not someone that you physically know, is just so valuable. Um, And I know now as a woman, so many incredible females in my life and from just acquaintances to really good friends, I wanted to have them on so that other women can hear that. Like you were saying, Kate, every situation is, every woman is different. Every motherhood journey is different. Every woman and business journey is different. And we can all learn something from those women. And so I have everyone from a really good friend who's like an entrepreneur and a food scientist to influencers who are just all in the, like the psychology space and fitness space. And we got some really amazing, really amazing women coming on that I'm really excited for everybody to hear. So thank you for shouting that out. Of course. We can't wait to listen. Some really amazing women. 
Just kidding. This will air probably after the episode comes out. We can time it out. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert. Kate is coming on Women in the Nude. It's going to be so fun. Uh, and all so... we're going to do is gossip about Taylor the whole time. Yeah. Like, Great. Oh, yeah. Taylor. Oh, yep. my gosh. I love it. Oh, man. <laughs> That's not great. I had to. I'm so annoying. I had to do the hair flip in there. I felt that I, I loved it. I had to seize it. <laughs> I, okay. I love the hair flip. I'm all for it. Next time, tell me. We'll do it together. Perfect. <laughs> we'll time in and we'll time it in for your podcast episode. We'll time the hair flips. Perfect. <laughs> well, Sasha, thank you so much, everybody listening. Make sure you go check out her podcast, Women in the Nude. We'll have it linked below. Yes, but it is everywhere you can find it. So go check it out. Sasha, we love you. Thank you so much for joining. I appreciate it. I had so much fun. I'm so glad this worked out. Tay, I will see you very soon. Woo! Okay, awesome. Sweet. Thank you so much for squeezing us into your day. Please be sure to rate, review, and follow our pod and check out full episodes on YouTube. You can follow me at Taylor Lautner, my lovely wife at Tay Lautner. Check out The Squeeze on Instagram at The Squeeze. And also give a give a little uh, glance and a follow to Lemons by Tay. That's at Lemons by Tay on Instagram and LemonsbyTay.com. And also be sure to email us, lautner.thesqueezepodcast at gmail.com if you guys have any questions, any guests you'd like to see. We've gotten some interesting emails so far, which has been awesome. But most importantly, please continue to talk about your journey with those around you and send our show to a friend that you think could use a little extra squeeze in their life. Absolutely. Toodles magoodles, everyone. Magoodles. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.